Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Myths. It's just Matt Hoss here and this is a very special episode and I've got a little introduction. Essentially, we have some prophecies for this episode and uh, from episode 18 we prophesied some things that would happen in episode 30 and we kind of checked them off, which was good fun, but at the end of episode 30 we predicted, uh, well, you guys predicted what might happen in episode 60. We've got a couple of those emails, um, and I'm going to go, uh, well, we're gonna, we've got a, a nice mixture of some, so I'm going to read out a couple, we have some prophecies we want to talk about. Uh, the first one is, Matt will call the listeners viewers. Number two, Dan will mention Weetabix. Um, and uh, as someone also put as well, uh, number three, Matt will do the Weetabix challenge during this episode. Should have clarified that definitely won't happen, probably. Number four, you will both make love on air. Uh, number five, Dan will attempt to justify racist behaviour with logic. Number six, Matt will talk about the success of his love life. <laughs> well, maybe not success, but he will talk about his love life. Uh, number seven, Matt will question his homosexuality. And we had multiple suggestions of this one. Uh, Matt will question his homosexuality. Matt will question his sexuality. Uh, Matt will uh, talk about being bi. Uh, quite a people, uh, that, that, was a, that was a popular one, that one. Um, next one is uh, it'll be a podcast commentary about a hit film like Clash of the Titans or Jason and the Argonauts it will, uh, and finally uh, it will be a live podcast so these are the prophecies that you have selected uh, there's a couple more but I kind of left them out because they're quite similar to the other ones uh, so yeah, so those are nine prophecies that you can keep your eye out and ear out for this episode, uh, I've already done one of them by accident, <laughs> so yeah keep your ear out and listen to uh, see this just to clarify that Dan has no idea about this. He's totally forgotten. And I, uh, yeah, we'll see how it ends up. Welcome to Myths, everyone. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Miss. Welcome to Miss. Hello and welcome to episode 60, our 60th birthday. Wow, 60 years old. In the geriatrics unit, yeah. How are you feeling, Dan? I'm feeling pretty good, Matt. For a 60 year old man. For a 60 year old man, pretty good. Uh, so Here's a question Where do you see yourself at 60? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I've got a brand new sex move. It's called the 60, right? Some <laughs> <laughs> new mountain egg. <laughs> should we try and find... Yeah, because I think the 69 has been there for too long. Uh, I think we should find sex moves for every number in the... Uh, I was going to say in the alphabet. <laughs> for every number in the alphabet, which is none of them. Um, yeah, how has your week been, Dan? Pretty good. Uh, Dan, I've... What did I do this week? Um, I gave you... Oh, I, uh, I gave you an impossible question. Yes, uh, this is something I was going to bring up organically. But Dan Rhodes, you broke me this week. You have hurt my very fibre of my soul. Now, uh, do, you, you know, do you explain what the kind of conundrum you put me under? Um, I asked Matthew Eliahos... That's me. That's not him, actually. That's a different guy. I asked Matthew Eliahos... <laughs> the uh, other Matthew Eliahos. <laughs> if... Um, me and my manager at work were having a discussion about which band is better, the Beatles from Liverpool or Queen from London. <laughs> um, and I asked Max, I know he's probably a fan of both. Because, yeah. you know, we, I think we haven't really talked music much in this podcast, but we both love music quite a lot. Like, I think I'm very bit more niche in my taste, but I think you're a bit more... You kind of... You, I, know, Max, I know quite a bit about yeah, that. Yeah. You're very much... But I think, like... In like countries, I know uh, a little bit about everything, but you. Well, I think you're quite deep. Actually, you know, that's, that's a bad analogy because uh, uh, for, for you know a lot about countries, but I know a lot about music. Yes, I think, yeah. like, I think yeah. music. You've described this very well. Music to Matt is like what sport is to other people. Uh, that I do it. No, that like you. Well, you not only do do it, but also like you follow it. Like I could. I could, lots of people like myself could tell you lots of players in rugby and football oh, and yeah. managers and that, and that, but you're like that with, but with bands. You can name all the names of bands, all their albums. Yeah, and, and, and a love, lot of people can't do that. I love facts about yeah, it. Like, but you can do the football thing. You can no. just reel off players from a team. Um, but yeah, as a, re- uh, as a teenager, I love the Beatles, you know, like they were my all time favourite band for a very long time. Uh, I put, 
Uh, and also, I as a kid, I used to love Queen. I used to not like them in my teenagers, but since Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, a mega Queen fan. And I like pro- I listen to all of their albums. I've even ranked their albums from best to worst. And they, I've put it on my website called uh, uh, it's under a blog called No One Asked Me to Write This, which I think is very apt. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm being. Uh, th- this is an impossible question. So who's better, Beatles or Queen? And genuinely, Dan asked me that uh, about last week. Yeah. Uh, I've had. I've really struggled to sleep because of this question. It's, I've had a genuine sleep this night because of it. So I personally prefer a lot more Queen songs than I do Beatles songs, but I have no doubt that Beatles made a huge impact on the music scene and musically they're some talented guys. Yeah, well, I think the same is said to Queen though. If you know what I mean, like I think. Uh, but who do you support now? Do you say Queen? I, I just. I can name a lot more Queen songs I like yeah. than the Beatles songs but I like. We actually talked about this last time off, the, off air, but we we talked about... Because I didn't know you liked Queen as much as you did, actually. Because uh, we were sat in your bed uh, uh, post-podcast. Yeah, uh, we always have a little lie down on my bed yeah. after the podcast. In the, Do you remember that time after a podcast we had a nap? Kind of by accident. Yeah, but it was also the best moment of our friendship. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Finished the podcast by day, woke up, it was basically night. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, we've... It's Where am I close? <laughs> Why are you sleeping in my bed, man? <laughs> um, but um, but I I was because I made a playlist called Queen's Deepest Cuts, which you can find on Spotify. Uh, and, and basically, uh, and I started playing you some, and you're like, oh, one of my favourites is Give Me the Prize from uh, uh, It's a Kind of Magic. And I was like, oh my god, that's a niche one. That's on my playlist as well. And uh, you, your dad used to listen to a lot of Queen. He does, yeah, he yeah. Quite a few albums. I remember vinyl, and and he even had the, like a, he even had a VHS of their music videos. Mm. Mr. Rhodes, hello. Like, oh. I'm going to be just stepped down into yeah. him. trying to think of bands my dad likes, but I remember as a kid he used to play a lot of Queen, mm-hmm. a lot of ELO. Oh, I love ELO so yeah, much. Everyone loves ELO. No, but like, ELO is so talented. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Mike Oldfield, actually. I thought you were going to say Mike Chemical no, Romance. Do you know there? Mike Oldfield? There's no. a lot of amazing, he can, he's like a composer where he plays loads of different instruments and then he kind of puts them all together. He did Tubular Bells. Oh, yeah, the Exorcist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Basically, all dads love tubular bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were the three bands I remember him playing a lot of. Oh, but like, uh, yeah, but like, so, uh, yeah, with Queen though, like, I think that they're, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just I, it blew my mind when you asked me that question because I was like, who do I choose? Do I, do I choose the people I've loved or, or this band? And I tried to compare them. It's like, but they're very similar. And I started screaming to myself as well. So. Uh, yeah, so if why don't you email us in at misspodcast at gmail.com to say, do you prefer the Beatles or do you prefer Queen? Or do you prefer Matt or do you prefer Dan? It's a, you know, and maybe uh, for the sake of this argument, should I be Team Beatles, you can be Team Queen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, bloody Queen. They're terrible, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> Dan, it's going to be an interesting podcast today. Uh, we've got some... Uh, Episode 60, we've come a long way. You know? We have come a long way. Well, well, you have come a long way from... I have literally... <laughs> from Essex. Yeah. Why did I walk? That was yeah. a stupid decision. It was, it was a very... Uh, you've got blisters on your feet now. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so uh, what's what's your favourite thing about doing this podcast? What's the best thing that's benefited from you? Uh, Are you wiser now? I am wiser now, yeah. Well, well I, I'm, I am technically... I learned a lot more about Greek and Roman myths than I... Ever really known before? I could reel off maybe ten characters. Couldn't really tell you what those characters were. I just knew them by name. Wait, is this before or after the podcast? Before, <laughs> before obviously. Now I can quote like eleven or twelve. <laughs> um, but I have more ideas in my brain now of where they placed. Mastermind the other day was what? watching on BBC. A guy's. Well, you you like a good quiz? Oh, show. mate, me and my housemate Liam. Shout out, Liam. Uh, <laughs> God, we love a good quiz. Yeah, because I remember sitting down with you. Like, um... oh, anything. Egg, Eggheads, Pointless, Mastermind, The Chase, uh, University Challenge, Only Connect, which, by the way, if you enjoy and are good at Only Connect, You're a who are you? Yeah, yeah. psychopath. Um, so which is your favourite? What's your favourite quiz show? I like University Challenge and I like Eggheads. I really like Eggheads, actually. How about Pointless? I think Pointless. Pointless is all right, but do you know why I prefer Eggheads and... The Chase? No, Eggheads and uh, University Challenge. I, I'm in it for the questions. I want to see how many questions I can get right. I'm in gotcha. it to learn some answers. Yeah. And they're very... Snappy. Snappy. Here are the questions, blah, blah, blah. Pointless, a bit guilty of rambling sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, it's oh like, my God. Alex, we don't care about these people Alex, from Sheffield. Come you know? on, yeah. Um, things like The Chase, got adverts, haven't you, in The Chase? 
Yeah, yeah, true. Um, uh, you have really thought a lot about this as well. But well, I think with eggheads, and only connect, I just don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, mm. But with um, what I find though with uh, eggheads, it's very much like it's very it's got it's a bit dry. It has it's, it lacks a bit of charm and a bit of like oh, oh, oh it's a bit more. Yeah, we're fifty years old. We want to win some money. Let's do this. It's basically it's like it's like meaningless sex, you know. It's yes. like you do it just because you're there, you know. Yeah. I think I don't know. I've never had meaningless sex. All my all my sex is meaningful, full of meaning, <laughs> or semenful. Am I right? <laughs> that is officially the worst joke I've ever told. <laughs> Good God! I didn't even move. In fact, I think I think I killed your laughter. But yeah, wow! I was like anti laughter. I was like crazy of anti vacuum. It's like it's, it's like what I do at comedy gigs, just anti laughter booing. I suppose. Yeah. Would you ever go on a quiz show? Uh, me and my friend Chris always thought about going on Pointless. Would you ever go on Mastermind? Oh, sorry. What I... would your What would your specialist subject be if you were on Mastermind? Well, actually, I um I don't think I I no, I like. I like to learn a lot about a lot of things, but I don't think there's one topic that I would be particularly good enough at to... See, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm quite... You'd have to be a band of some kind, sure. I'm not... Well, yeah, well, I'm not quite sure, because I, I, I actually have applied to do Mastermind in, like, when I was in 2017. Uh, it's quite, uh, quite naive at the time, but I had the hubris of knowledge, if you know what I mean. But I think I would actually do quite well on either a comedian, like, um, I think, like, Life's and Work of Richard Herring, or uh, Mark Thomas, have quite yeah. good at that. I, I essentially wrote my dissertation about those two, and also I'm a massive fan slash stalker. But, like, uh, um, yeah, I guess Beatles or Queen, I'm quite, I'm quite knowledgeable about. Or something like Jeff Rosenstock, or... Oh, God, it's like, Mastermind's like, oh, I get to choose. Uh, 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 the frisson to it, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I know enough. And my problem would be that, what I was going to mention earlier, was I was watching Mastermind the other day, and one of the guys, his specialist topic was Greek mythology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, this guy's going to get destroyed. Because no no matter how much you know about Greek mythology, there is so many possible ways of wording questions, yeah. little intricacies, that you just couldn't know of. And I think that was what his downfall was. He probably thought they'd ask him quite mainstream stuff, and they didn't. They were super, like... Niche. Which book in the Ovid is when Metacilius comes yeah. out of the... And he was just like, oh, Jesus, I've made a huge mistake. Because, uh, yeah, like, it's a... Because uh, with Mastermind, you go niche, you know, and really just pick a small mm. thing. Because I saw it's like... It's too broad a subject, yeah. and they really punished him for it, because they just picked the hardest possible questions. Because I know people who've done, like, oh, yeah, uh, Welsh... Uh, Welsh football teams from 1990 to 1995. It's like that is that that is. Uh, so uh, how many questions can I possibly ask yeah, you? Yeah, 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 that's good. So I if think, you just do Greek mythology, oh yeah, oh, they can just ask you anything. I actually did think about doing the Odyssey because I think at the time I, I knew a lot more about it. But yeah, I was re- I knew it quite well as well. That's a bit more specifically. Yeah, so he yeah. Just, his literally was just Greek mythology. Then the person after him was like. So Bobby Robson's footballing career, nineteen seventy-seven to nineteen eighty. Like, yeah. okay, well, this guy. I mean, how? <laughs> I would like to do uh, Matt Hoss on this. Uh, but the Matt, life and death of Matt Hoss. I'm hoping not death. The life and work of Matt Hoss. The life and work of Matt Hoss, but from that year, from like two thousand nineteen. I would be terrible if this was mine. Which episode is this? Pass. Who is your co- Actually, let's do that right now. I'll, I'll be. There's, it's Miss Mastermind. And You're gonna go Humphreys, okay? Yeah. And I'm gonna ask you questions about Miss, okay? Okay, go on. Uh, well, shall we? How's it? Is it 30 seconds? Or? Yeah, I guess so. They get longer. I think they get two minutes, but for the purposes of today, that well, would not. Why don't we do 45 seconds? Okay, go on. Ask me questions. I, I have to think about questions as well. So, in which episode do we meet Tiresias for the first time? Episode 16? Incorrect. Episode 18. Fuck. Uh, who is your podcast co-host? Matthew Hoss. Incorrect. It's Laura Lex. <laughs> um, uh, uh, who uh, who did Oedipus kill on the road to Thebes? Oh, his dad. His name is? Hmm. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember myself, but uh, um, who was the person... Who, um, whose liver does uh, Brian the Eagle eat? Prometheus. Gotcha. Uh, um... It's a part of this is actually me trying to remember questions as well. Um, what made you really laugh in the Zeus's Lovers episode? Uh, Ganymede's Tide Bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, what does King Minor sound like? Oh, he sounds like this! <laughs> actually, it sounds like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> hey, he sounds like this! <laughs> uh, 
Um, who, what's the best place to visit on Earth? Peter Bear Services. Correct. Uh, um, how fast does an engine as boat go? Uh, about two nautical miles per second. Uh, it's. I'll accept it. Uh, and one <laughs> more. Really fast. <laughs> yeah, two miles know. a second. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> I just panicked. Okay. Uh, one more question. Uh, who is the creepiest god of all times? Pan. Correct. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think you got about three correct. There's actually more stress than me asking yeah, them. Like, I got a few, right? Yeah, yeah. In all fairness, I think I, I was messing around with a couple of them, but yeah. Oh, you mean that improvised mastermind skit wasn't... <laughs> supposed to be funny. Wasn't thought out, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, should we uh, do a really... This, do a really impressive improvised segue into uh, the main myth that makes loads of oh. sense. Matt, did you see that documentary about dolphins recently? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was my oh, I really enjoyed that bit about where when uh, they went to that place called Ithaca. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to the Odyssey, where we meet a man stranded at sea, searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? Alrighty, Daniel, are you ready for another uh, uh, part of the Odyssey? Oh, yeah. Part nine of the Odyssey. Part nine? Uh, are you in Cloud Nine? No. Okay, it has been going for a long time. <laughs> but we are nearing the end of the Odyssey, so. Um, so, in episode 60, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more from the port. Uh, uh, but what has happened beforehand, Dan? Odysseus. He's made it at home, and he's finally been reunited with his son, Telemachus. He's been missing for a long time now. Yeah. It's 20 years. About 20 years, yeah. And he's revealed his identity to his son, but yeah. no one else. No one else. And Athena is, and them have plan, plotted a way of getting rid of the suitors and getting him back to being the king of Ithaca. However, that requires uh, Odysseus being a beggar and infiltrating his way into... His own house. Yeah. Because his palace is overrun by... Men trying to court his wife, the queen. Penelope. Penelope. Yeah. So that's actually, that was honestly the most. That was a swore polished. Why can't we do that for every. <laughs> for the last 59 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> they did, like, to us, I think they're like, why, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it as a haiku? Because, you know, we ran out of suggestions. It's part nine, for heaven's sake. Anyway, uh, should we just crack on? Let's clamp up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> From the smart and smooth and. Uh, let's clamp. <laughs> Crack on. So I got confused. I didn't know what language we were speaking. <laughs> we're actually doing this podcast in Swahili. Oh, so. yes, of course. Jenga. Jenga. Does that sound racist? Now it's a Jenga con- means to build in Swahili. That's where the oh. Jenga, the game, comes from. And we discussed that off podcast beforehand. We're not just... Yeah. It did sound a bit racist. It did, yeah. Booga booga. That's what I had to. For the rest of the podcast, we'll be doing it uh, with Chinese accents. <laughs> to Lemo Kosh! That's bad, isn't it? I wonder what noise you were making, and then I realised you were saying Telemachus. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> so here's episode 60. Telemachus excuses himself from Eumaeus to see his mother and instructs him to lead Odysseus to the town so he can beg. Just for a recap, who is Eumaeus? Eumaeus is the loyal and lovely swineherd who yes. has been keeping uh, Odysseus uh, at his place. Uh, this beggar, he doesn't know him as Odysseus, uh, but yeah, he's been very kind and the most lovely person in mythology. But he so does like Odysseus, so one day he will find out eventually. Hopefully, Hopefully. yeah. Uh, at the manor, Penelope, uh, the queen of Ithaca, Tearfully embraces her son and asks what news he has learnt. Instead, Telemachus tells her to make a sacrifice to the gods to help them with their revenge. Um, they sacrifice a man called Jeff, who was in two podcast episodes ago. Too niche, I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> you love doing a callback that is just not even worth doing, any. Have you seen me do an Edinburgh show? <laughs> Honestly, with my Edinburgh show... Man, loves a callback. With my Edinburgh show, genuinely, there is bits which don't get much laughter, but are really important for a callback later on. So it's like, the initial kind of like, oh, yeah, that's all right. And at the end, it's like... And you're like, oh, that's going to... Yeah, it's like, oh, they're not going to enjoy that. And in fact, sometimes it's like, when it's key, it's like, you're definitely not going to enjoy that. <laughs> he meets up with the fugitive, uh, Theo Cle- uh, Clement... 
Theoclimenus. Theoclimenus. Wow, that's a real reversal. Theoclimenus, the prophet in town, and brings him home, where they receive baths. After Telemachus tells his mother what he has learned about Odysseus on his journey, although he lies and says Odysseus is still captive on Calypso's island. Again, so he's keeping the, his mum in the loop about his dad. Well, uh, kind of. Not not the full truth, because he's saying... He's oh, saying she's, he's alive. Yeah, but also, like, he's not he's not going to come back anytime yeah. soon. I hope... She's like, oh, I hope... I hope Odysseus hasn't been unfaithful to me and slept with anyone since his journey. It's like, oh, uh, no. He's, he's been a prisoner against his will. But he, ha- he had to sleep with Cersei, just, you know. Uh, just Here's a hilarious callback to one of the things that happened to Odysseus on his journey. Do you remember when his men got turned into pigs and the first thing he did was sleep with the woman who turned them into pigs yeah. and then rescued yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. His priorities. He that really, was funny. He really saved their bacon. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the second worst shake I've ever told. Theoclimenus, however, divines that Odysseus is now on the island somewhere, but Penelope is not ready to believe him on the island of Ithaca. The suitors soon come in for dinner. Meanwhile, Odysseus and Eumaeus head to town. They run into the hot-headed goat herd, Melanthius, who taunts Odysseus' beggarly appearance and kicks him. Uh, Odysseus restrains himself and soldiers on, but Eumaeus curses him. So he's just being horrible because he's a beggar. Yeah, but uh, let's see. This is quite interesting because there's a goat herd, and uh, in when I used to learn about the uh, Odyssey, um, swine herds are good. Goat herds, evil. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. this uh, this goat herd works uh, close with the suitors as well. Okay. Uh, he works uh, so because he's a beggar, he kicks him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, basically, you may it's supposed to show that he's a caring person, and other people don't treat that. But yeah, it's like very much a status thing as well. They arrive at the manor house of Odysseus, and outside of it is Argus, Odysseus's old dog, and when Odysseus left him, he was a puppy. Argus recognises his master, and though he is too old and too decrepit to move to greet him, he looks into his eyes, recognises his master, and dies on the spot. His dog is like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a really old dog. Yeah. But it's, like, this is quite an emotional moment for Odysseus, because he can't break character and be like, Oh, you're my favourite dog, oh, I'd love to see you! But the dog recognises him... He waits for his master to be home. He can now die peacefully. Yeah, yeah which is kind of sweet. That is sweet, yeah. Um, but kind of, hey, Odysseus gets quite tearful about this. Odysseus enters after Eumaeus to beg amongst the suitors. They go to the table, they're all like drinking and whining, and Odysseus is trying to like, Oh, can I have some bread, please? And they do give him bread, but Antinous uh, soon turns against him. Telemachus defends the beggar and calls Antinous selfish. The others give Odysseus food, and he praises Antinous' appearance, and starts a story about how he was once rich too. Antinous interrupts him, orders him out, and hits him on his shoulder with a stool. Now, do you remember last time Odysseus told a really long rambling story? Yeah. He told it to the full extent to Eumaeus, and Eumaeus is lovely, but... And accepted, and yeah, yeah. listened. These guys got... are like, shut up, I'm going to hit you overhead with a stool. Yeah, so they, they just attack him for no reason yeah. as well. It was a long story, to be fair. In, in all fairness, we all read him. Like, if I had to read that out again, I would have I would have gone back in time and hit him. <laughs> Even though this is a fictional piece. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been hit, hit over the head by a stool during his long story. Odysseus is unfazed by the blow, because he's a lad, and calls on the gods to kill Antinous in his uh, character. The other two is scold Antinous for hitting the beggar in case he is a god in disguise, but he shrugs it off. I mean, that's a very... I forget that these guys live in a world where gods can sometimes be beggars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's quite weird. I've never thought about that before, for members of public to be like, ha ha, you're homeless, and then Zeus, oh, it's Zeus, I'm going to be in flames now, this is bad. Oh, there's a mountain dropped on me. Yeah, yeah, but that, imagine that as, as a genuine real risk as well. If you bump into someone the wrong way, and like, I hope that's not a god. You know, and that's no, a genuine. You think about that forever. Yeah. Oh god, I hope that wasn't Poseidon. Now I'm going to drown. Yeah. Oh god. But come home, all your family are dead. You're like, it was a god. I yeah. knew it. <laughs> Ironically, that like, like, I think that if you do like, if you hit someone with a stool, well, like, hit someone with a stool, and it's a beggar, and uh, I, and you get punished by the gods, I think that's a bit more understandable because like. There's sometimes some people who like uh, accidentally cough on a god. It's like, well, all your bloodlines cursed. Just like, <laughs> well, great, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Actually. In her room, Penelope hears the blow and wishes. Uh, hears the the blow and wishes ill will. Uh, sounds that's ridiculous. What 
poppycock is that? In her room, Penelope hears all the ill wishes upon Antinous. What, what are you? Did you find the first time? Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, here's the bl- oh, here's the blow. In I'm her room, Penelope like, hears the blow and wishes ill sorry, upon will upon Antinous. I, I thought it's blow and wishes. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, blow. She and hears wishes. the blow and wishes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought it was yeah, like yeah, poetic. Yeah. In her room, Penelope hears the blow and wishes ill will upon Antinous. She asks Eumaeus to send the beggar to her room. But Odysseus says that it's too risky right now with the suitors and that he will visit her at night. Which is kind of creepy because he's only been seen as a beggar. Mm. Before he returns to his hut, Eumaeus warns Telemachus to be on his guard against the suitors. So just to clarify, the leader of the suitors is Antinous and he's <laughs> the most vile one of all of them. He's on the him over the head. Yeah, he is the main baddie of the suitors. There's other people like... Uh, Eurymachus, I think, is there? So there's, uh, there's a hierarchy. So they're all like, oh, mate, we're the suitors, mate. You're just a beggar. Yeah. Why are you even here? You're late to the party. Like, yeah. It's very much like they're all quite upper class. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're the ones about to be king of this place. They're, they're, fring- yeah, they're kind of, they've invaded this home, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, what's next? An actual beggar, Eros, enters the palace and violently orders Odysseus to leave. Hey, boy, you want to uh, get out my fucking spot? You, you steal my bread from my mouth, boy. You be Odysseus. I'm trying to be Iros. A glass weed. Sorry, do that again or I'll, uh, I'll be Odysseus. Hey boy, you was, you come to my palace, it's my fucking, I'm a, I'm a fucking beggar here, I'm fucking stepping in my face. Get your hands off me, bro. Get your hands off me. Fuck you! <laughs> Odysseus that? tries to calm him down, but it, that's how it would go, right? Well, imagine he has to, has to keep a low profile as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, just shouting that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm Odysseus, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, Shut up. What name has he given? Has he told people his name? He hasn't really given a fake name, has he? No, we should create a fake name for him mm. right now. You know, the only thing that popped to my mind... Odysseum? Odysseus. Odysseus. Odysseus tries to calm him down, but Eros challenges him to a fight. This beggar's like, oh, I'm the only beggar around here, mate. Yeah, I'm the only beggar around here. Antinous overhears the squabble and gathers the suitors to watch, promising a goat stomach and unlimited access to meals at the palace from now on to the victor. Hold on, so it's like, what? okay, can you still fight? Well, what's the reason? Well, you get unlimited meals. Oh, that's not enough for me. And a goat stomach. <laughs> Deal! Yeah. <laughs> After ensuring that none of the suitors will strike him when he is not looking, Odysseus' strong body, with aid from Athena, intimidates Eros. Odysseus makes short work of him and takes him outside. The suitors congratulate Odysseus and reward him with food. Odysseus warns them that the lord of the house will return soon and win his revenge through blood. The suitor, Amphimonius, knowing he will die, tries to leave, but Athena makes sure he stays. He's like, ah, shit. Uh, But what's quite funny there is that... So uh, he's gone from everyone hating him to everyone liking him because he's beating up this other beggar. Well, kind of, but it's kind of like... It's kind of a bit cruel, if you know Mm. what I mean. It's like like these guys are like, oh, well done, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's quite gratuitous. uh, But also, like... um, Also, he's trying to keep a low profile and not be... uh, seen as Odysseus and he's like oh well the lord of the house returns soon he will come back for revenge for blood it's like hmm, he's definitely on the nose a bit Odysseus mm. you know what I mean Athena influences Penelope to make an appearance in front of the suitors because she's been hiding recently right yeah. first beautifying her through her powers Penelope comes downstairs and privately rebukes Telemachus for allowing such abuse of the stranger who is actually her husband. He tells her that he had no option with the suitors and informs her of the beggar's one-sided fight with Eros. She laments Odysseus's absence and recalls his directions when he had departed for Troy to remarry once Telemachus has grown up, but she finds the suitors despicable. Odysseus happily hears this, as does Antonius, who insists that they will not leave until she marries one of them. The suitors br- bring her gifts and she returns upstairs with them. Okay, that's, that's, so there's a lot going on there, so... Essentially, um, what was what, what quite like earlier with Odysseus, uh, Athena makes him look intimidating, and he uh, Iris is unintimidated. Then he goes, uh, so he's pretty much the, the, the fight's n- null and void. But it's like, no, I'm still going to beat the fuck out of him anyway. Like, mm. It's like, look, why make him look stronger then? But yes, yeah, so essentially, Odysseus kind of hears, overhears Penelope, kind of miss him, and she still loves him, if you know what I mean, but they have to kind of... You know, re, uh, he, he knows that it's all worth it, if you know what I mean. He's kind of working towards that goal. He, it's, it's not like she doesn't know who she, she is anymore. Uh, but still, the suit is quite creepy. Anyway, what happens next? The suitors revel the rest of the night, and Odysseus tells the housemaids to attend to Penelope. The suitors revel the rest of the night, and Odysseus tells the housemaids to attend to Penelope. He will look after the suitors. One of them, 
Melantho, who was raised by Penelope, does little to return her affection, insults Odysseus. He threatens retribution from Telemachus for her remarks, and she and the others leave. Yuri Machus. Eurymachus. Eurymachus hurls a number of jokes at Odysseus's expense. <laughs> Odysseus again foretells the lord of the manor's vengeful return. Eurymachus throws his stool, but Odysseus ducks. The suitors believe they are wasting their efforts on this beggar, and Telemachus gently encourages them to retire for the evening. This irritates them, but Amphiminos, that guy, directs them back to have one more drink before bed. So, after... Uh, uh, he's back in his home and he's seen what it's like and an, an inconceivable amount of stools are in front of him. Uh, we learn a lot about Odysseus and his trip home, but it's not the end of the journey and you'll have to wait till next week to find out more. Uh, but, Dan, let's go and rank this right now. Back in the game. Whoa, that was nice. Um, Dan, you're not going to ask you? Well, uh, it's the thing I always ask you after the podcast. Oh, you ask me how we rank it and how it works? No, I was actually going to say how much you enjoy it, but then I was going to do a joke about... Oh, ask me how much you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Is this an episode, Dan? So we ranked the <laughs> four... No, uh, I... Do you know what? That was a bit of a meh, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Cause... As a standalone myth. Bear in mind, we had a lot of, like, firecrackers uh, a couple of episodes ago, like, with the adventure books. This is a building up to a certain... Bear in mind, the like... Finale. Yeah, it's very much build those building blocks, if you know what I mean. But we're seeing... We're kind of getting there, bit by bit, and uh, loose ends are starting to be tied up together, and the plots are coming nicely together. I really painted... That whole thing really painted an image in my head, though. I was actually really imagining the manor house and what's going on there. Yeah. And it's, it's quite vivid, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but also, like we also see some of the characters there. There's a lot. Of, what's really nice about this story is that there's so many interesting characters, and not everyone's good, uh, not everyone's bad. If you know what I mean, like uh, they're still redeeming qualities from people. Uh, Antinous is probably one of the worst people out there, but even so, uh, he can be reasoned with. If you know what I mean, yes. And he's still kind to Penelope, but well, not kind to Penelope. He's actually harassing, and uh, but you know, he's still he's trying to be kind. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean. Um, which is no excuse, but like, anyway, uh, but yeah, I feel, uh, but one of the themes is, as we talked about many times before, is Xenia, and basically, the nicest people in this, this story are the people who are the most hospitable. Yeah. Like, in Eumaeus, uh, Penelope saying, why did you allow abuse to that person as well? And, uh, yeah, so it's interesting to see who doesn't abide by that, who does. You know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we rank it on four sections. Uh, one of them is WTF, the other is creativity, the other is morals, and life skills, practical things that we learn. So what, let's do life skills. What things did we learn? What we learnt... I guess we learnt more than I thought. Well, we, as always, with a lot of these, we've learnt how to be in disguise. We've learnt how to uh, fight. That's what I was going to say. We've mainly learnt how to fight. Yeah. How to get out of fighting. Yep. How to break up fights. How to beg. How to beg. How to, uh, also how to, how look to intimidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also learn how to throw a barstool. How to throw a barstool. How to avoid the barstool. Yeah. How to take a hit from a barstool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how to give insults. How to give insults. Uh, how. How to eat a ghost stomach. Oh yeah, yeah. How how to bargain. How yeah. to bargain. Yeah. Uh, how to be hospitable. I guess. Uh, how how to. How to lament over the person you lost after yep, many years yeah, ago. Yeah. And how to win people's affections through fighting yes, someone. Yes. <laughs> fighting up a homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a strong moral. Um, yeah, I don't think that much, but a little bit of fighting, a little bit of bits and bobs. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm going to say... Three, two... two. One, three. Yeah, I was going to go three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to go three, yeah. I actually did. I did a hand signal, but I don't think so. Three. Because I thought you were going to go four. Nah, let's go three. Uh, morals. We already discussed a bit. Uh, the fact that you beat up... <laughs> don't beat up homeless people. To don't beat up homeless people. Unless it aids your course. Yeah. So it's quite a good moral. They're very good at not giving up his... 
disguise whilst yeah. all this is going on. There's lots of moments they could have just given up and gone, oi. Even we just killed them all by now. But yeah. um, but the reason they don't do that is because they were definitely murdered. There's only like a couple of them in cahoots, yeah, if you know what right. I mean. Um, we are, Umaeus is always lovely in this again. Nice. He's always yeah. he goes again. He's just essentially being the porter and passing the information along now. Like, yeah, he's just a nice guy. A swine herd, just like yeah, just tell, basically being be doing a messenger boy for the king. Yeah. Um, we learned uh, to basically just be kind to people and don't. Uh, Can I just predict something? I think is going to happen. Uh-huh. I think once Odysseus reveals himself as Odysseus, he's going to give. Uh, Eumaeus, I think he's going to give him like wealth and like bes- like bring him up in society. Well, well, then again, uh, that's a really interesting thing. Because uh, that happens in quite a lot of myths when they're like, because of his kindness, he was bespoked with jewels. And- I think that's it. It's more to do with kindness. Uh, that's to, like not uh, not bringing up in society. Because I think the point is, oh, it doesn't matter where you are in society. It's as long as you're a good person. Yeah. That's the whole point. I think not necessarily. Oh, but I mean, bring him up in society. Yeah. I meant in terms of yeah, wealth. As in yeah. Like, yeah, as in like he's compensated. Yeah. Uh, um, I yeah, I guess um, not loads, is it? No, I'm gonna say two. I can't find that. <coughs> Wait, are we happy with two? Yeah, I think two. I can't fight on that. Next up is creativity. So relatively creative. There's some fights. So yeah, various characters, all with different personalities. Yeah, that's it. I think it's the the wealth of the characters in the mm-hmm. story here. It's not they all don't play a vital role, but they all they're part of the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a part of that. Eros, the other beggar, how he doesn't like it. Then you got Anonymous, whatever his name is. Antinous, he's an asshole. Yeah. And the fact that he has to fight a beggar to keep his cover and identity. If that yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a kind of like a, a very immoral thing for a moral reason, if you know what I mean. I guess learning how to, like the fact that he shot some Penelope and how she still loves him and stuff like that. Yes, and, uh, yeah. And also learning who to, uh, he's planning who to uh, take out as well. Like, so That's true. You yeah. get intel, you know what I mean. Yeah. And he's subtly telling them that if they keep doing this, they're going to pay for it. And because yeah, yeah. he knows that it will work the, out and he'll kill them all. Narratively, they're threading that line of moral. Because there's that one guy who's like, mm, I'm kind of out. But they're also... Yeah, like, that was good. Though. They had someone be like, um, I have a feeling that prophecies tend to come true in this universe, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's very valid. Prophecies yeah. do come true, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I. But, uh, other than that, uh, also, Athena always likes to change people's appearance in this quite a lot, she right? Does, yeah. Like she makes people look more beautiful and more ugly and bigger, and more yeah. intimidating. Yeah, she makes me look very manly. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty manly. Aren't You're I? quite manly. Yeah, yeah. I once <laughs> pressed some bench lifts. Manly, Jim. manly. Good wording. <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna say a five. I would say it's pretty down the middle. Textbook five. Textbook five. Yeah, mate. And finally, what's the final category? WTF. Things that we were just like, that's weird. Yeah. What's being a beggar? That's kind of weird. Being a beggar. Also, but the beggars fight. Them cheering on two beggars fine. And for a goat stomach. And for a goat stomach. Pretty. That's quite heavy. But that's that's that. The thing that annoyed me was like that's not the clincher. It's like you get unlimited meals. And, and the goat. Yeah. It's like you don't even have to eat the goat stomach, but we'll give it to you. you know, <laughs> yeah. Also, the um, WTF, um, Melanthius, the goat herd. Yeah. Him treating like that. I don't think yeah, then like kicking a beggar. Yeah. Also, maybe, we should maybe add that to our morals as well, because maybe like, yeah, like, like, treating someone because they're a beggar, treating them like bad. You know, yeah. like, I think that's quite a strong moral. Is. Should we revise it to should three? Should we make it a three? Yeah. Yeah, like, we're going to promote morals. I think that's the first time we've done that, actually. It is. Um, Malthus, yeah, cause Malthus, that is pretty dumb, messed up there. Um, the dog dying, <gasps> the dog dying. That's messed up. That's sad. That's sad. It's really sad. That's messed up. Uh, and he wait till his father. No, wait till his master was home. Yeah, that's pretty WTF. That's sad. Okay, oh. I think I'm ready. Uh, should we say three, two, one, five? five. Oh, I've got, no, let's wow. go. Five. I don't think it's that weird though. That's true. I was thinking it's quite run down the middle. Should we just four? Yeah, well, let's talk about it because I don't think I don't think it's that crazy. With four's quite high in this instance, and not that. But in mind, some 
10 out of 10s we've had with where people have been, their skin's been eviscerated from their, their body. Yeah, yeah, and they've eaten a human being. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, and their dog's been turned to gold and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. So I think in terms of fantasy, there's not too crazy here. It's not too gory. Uh, no, that's true. Uh, and the only crazy thing is, it's not too crazy, it's just people treating each other a bit like shit. So I think three, that's true. Maybe three yeah. or four. Oh man, yeah, that's the truth. Do you know what I mean? No, I'll give you that. I was just... We're trying to be kind to it. We're trying to be kind to it, Because yeah. I enjoyed this myth, but it's a building block myth, so there's yeah. not a lot happening here. Okay. So I think three, yep. honestly. Okay, so add that up. Three for life skills, three for morals, five for creativity, and three for WTF. That equals... Fourteen. Fourteen, indeed. Fourteen whoppers. Um, uh, Daniel, did you enjoy that? I did, actually, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting myth, but I feel like... We're getting somewhere narrative-wise. Yeah. I feel like something's about to come crashing down in the house. Only 16 more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like George Armour. I hope this doesn't go on for too long, this whole suited. I just want the plan to actually come into fruition. Yeah, well, bear in mind the first half of the, of the thing is about like kind of how this is after Troy. This is post... This yeah. is after that as well. So it's kind of... Instead of like... Instead of lots of small stories, it's one big story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, have you enjoyed episode 60, Dan? I have. Thank you for allowing me to again overtake Laura Lex as the. <laughs> well, Dan, um, uh, is there anything special about episode sixty in your in, in mind? No, nothing at all. No. Well, Daniel, you may remember. Do you remember in the old times of episode eighteen where we had a prophecy about episode thirty? We did, yes. And uh, we we predicted the stuff that we uh, would do for ourselves. However, in episode 30, we said for episode 60, we'll get some fan people to email in for some fan-made prophecies. And we have a couple. Would you like to... I, I can't remember this, actually. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So I've kept the secret from you. and You've had no idea, have you? They emailed us in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've emailed Did we read the emails? Well, I, sorry, because I did. The email. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, so there are emails uh, oh, right, okay. as well. So, yeah. um... Uh, shall I read out uh, uh, the prophecies which we and we have to see if we've done them okay, okay yeah, yeah. Uh, see if they're correct and that'll be there's a broad church of them some of them are quite easy uh, obviously like something's going to happen uh, uh, and um, and then there's I completely also, forgot about this yeah it's quite cool yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it uh, so I'll tell the prophecies but then also we have a, oh, another special email uh, came in uh, from Pip and Pip actually did some beyond this as well so um, so what um, were some of the prophecies that fans recommend okay I'll read them out in order okay uh, number one Matt will call the listeners viewers, which did not happen. Did not happen. That's happened in a while, actually. Yeah. I think quite, we've been quite good at that. And we made a, I made a purpose not to shoehorn anything in today, because, in fact, I, I recorded the intro to this earlier. So, it's, uh, um, so number two, uh, Dan will mention Weetabix. Did you? I don't think I did, no. but we did last week, which is a yeah. shame, because it normally comes up. But I, I, you know, I was actually going to mention it earlier, but I didn't. Oh, and number number well, Jason. I was going to make a joke about goat goat stomach going with my wheat a bit. <laughs> I didn't. I should have. Now I know the project. Yeah. Well, you know, if you if you, <laughs> some people have banana, you can have goat stomach. Yeah. Uh, another related one because this, uh, this is a mixture of lots of different people. Uh, another one related to that is uh, Matt will do the wheat mix challenge in episode sixty, which I did not do and will not do until episode one hundred. So. <laughs> Um, so zero out of three so far. wow you know what's sad about this is there's a lot of things in other episodes come up a lot yeah. it's just this one we yeah. didn't which is really bizarre number four um, this is a suggestion from my brother you will both make love on air <laughs> that happened bef- before yeah, 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 yeah. off podcast yeah, off podcast <laughs> it would be rude yeah. to do it on air oh that's a shame in all fairness we can't, I guess we oh, that's a half mark because you know we always, we're always making love not like yeah. making love love like yeah. <laughs> But we're definitely like, there's always love being shared. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I realise your mum will be listening to this. <laughs> um, number five, Dan will attempt to justify racist behaviour with logic. Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of did happen. Oh, whether that, well, that did happen, but whether that makes it into the cut you're listening to, folks, I don't know. I'll cut the worst bit out. Yeah, but that did kind of happen. But I think the so there's one main one. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that will be in this edit because yeah, yeah we we'll probably have had to cut that out by the time you listen to this. If you uh, subscribe to our Patreon, you can listen to that unedited version. Uh, please don't sue us. Who 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 said that as a prediction? Was that you? But uh, there was actually my brother. <laughs> that Dan will justify race. Uh, number six. Matt will talk about the success of his love life. Um, 
Uh, Matt will talk about his love life. <laughs> um, I didn't do that. Uh, it's been quite dry. To this has been a dry episode, if anything. Usually we're quite uh, location. This is actually really pissing me off, because all of these come up every single every episode. Every episode. What happened today? Is it because deep down, we, this the universe knew about these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. every yeah. other episode, these come up a lot. Yeah. And this, this hasn't. <laughs> what? Really this is actually really bizarre. Yeah, I actually yeah. feel a bit weird. Um, so this is the one which I, the only one that came in several times, and it says a lot about me. Uh, Why well, did more than one person mention this? Several people mentioned <laughs> yeah. this. Three people mentioned this. Uh, I'll, uh, Matt will either question his sexuality or mention his own homosexuality. It does come up a lot, guys. <laughs> oh, God, that probably be one of my predictions. Well, you know, if we're, we're going to make love, how has that and Weedabix not come up? <laughs> Well, again, we did, I did kind of refer to it by making love on air kind of yeah. thing. Um, this is quite out there, but um, episode 60 will be a podcast. Uh, it'll be a commentary on a hit film like Clash of the Titans, which it isn't. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, that's an idea we can that's do. That's an idea, yeah. A good idea, actually. Uh, and finally, uh, number nine, uh, is that episode 60 would be a live podcast, which it isn't. So, really, only well, one. Well, to us. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, as in, like, live at, like, like, a, like in a theatre, kind of, in front of an audience, um, which, obviously, this isn't. <laughs> this is going out to no one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, oh, so really, what? Well, for the first time ever in my life, I'm annoyed that I wasn't more racist. <laughs> no, you got the racist one. You got, you, you ticked that off, so. Hmm. Good prediction, guys. Uh, do you know what I love about those predictions? As much as I'm annoyed that a lot of them didn't happen in this podcast, despite the fact they happened in other podcasts, I think it shows that our listeners are really... T- we, in, I like that we have common themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are predictable. We uh, are predictable in the sense that enough, we make enough mistakes and we, we just can't help bring out certain conversations every time. <laughs> Namely, Weedpix and or Matt's whether Matt's gay or not. <laughs> and also my love life as well. But, uh, uh, but yeah, we, um, uh, as I mentioned, one of the emails was Pip, and he uh, he sent some uh, suggestions in, but he also, what he did, is he did some extra prophecies, but, uh, like, for in the future. Oh, wow, and, okay. And he uh, he consulted his own uh, prophecy, uh, his, own, his own prophet, which is... He, his own Matt, Tantalus. His own uh, Tantalus wasn't uh, Tiresias. Tiresias. You know, um, but we also uh, what he did is he got a magic eight ball. I said these questions, asked it, and he got the re- calm responses. Uh, okay, nice. I'm gonna read them out to you now. Okay, okay. Uh, don't look at it. So the first one is myths will reach episode 100, uh, and the answer was very likely. Very likely. Uh, should, can you guess what the eight ball has said, like um, roughly? Because uh, it's basically you have to say word for word, but like whether it's likely, okay, or unlikely, not going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. So. Um, so whether the able thinks these things will certainly yeah. happen, okay. So myths will reach episode 100, yeah. very likely. Well, yeah. Number two, myths will start covering myths and legends from other nations and historic periods, Vikings, etc., uh, etc. Et well, I, I know this because we had a discussion about it off air earlier. A production that meeting, will yeah. uh, definitely happen. Uh, the eight ball says no. Oh, the star says no. no. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's going to be Greek, Roman myths forever. Yeah. Uh, number three, Miss will start selling merch, including T-shirts, badges, fridge magnets, and a plushy Dan. <laughs> so, two things come to mind. Should we do that? <laughs> Definitely. Will Dan be asked to do that? No. <laughs> so I'll be doing all the hard work. Yeah. Uh, Dable says absolutely. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's good, that's good. Will Matt do all the hard work? Yes. yes. Number four, Dan will once again do a Weetabix challenge and get a retweet uh, on Twitter from the Weetabix social media account. Uh, unlikely. Uh, you're correct. Chances are not good because yeah. <laughs> I have tried to tweet. Uh, I tweeted at them and they did not respond. I think the press department did not want that. Uh, number five, uh, a Dan and Matt fanfic will one day exist on the internet. As I'm like, is that like a sexy fanfic? Yeah, or? I guess so. Well, you know, we're gonna make it longer. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to be fanfic. We'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you reckon it says? That is probably an absolutely... Very likely. Very likely. Very likely. And final one, Matt will one day replace Dan as co-host with Laura Lex full-time. Well, uh, unlikely. It says don't bet on it, but you should bet on it. (laughs) Well, Dan, did you... uh, you, Was that a nice surprise for you? That was a nice surprise. I enjoyed that. I'm just annoyed that actually this turned out to be clearly a boring myth, or a myth that is very difficult... 
but very different from other myths. Do you remember the prophecies last time where like you would get Greek words wrong and you did get yeah. it wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, that's a given every time. Yeah, and you know, although normally those are a given, Weetabix, I should, I racism, should... and Matt talking about his love life. Oh, I got so many love life stories as well. It's too many to talk about. Like yeah. uh, we should mention that in next week's podcast, maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe we should use that as a going forward to like really yes. hone down on what we do yes. best. Yes. <laughs> bad maths. Uh, bad maths. Awkward sex chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Dan, where can people find us online? It's Facebook and or Twitter. And they can tweet us about any old thing they want. They okay. can. At Miss Podcast. And uh, we also have updates on there as well. They can also find us on the, uh, the, the Miss uh, fan clip page called The Misfits. Uh, Misfits. Just, just search for Miss Podcast and join the group where we can chat and there's updates and news and stuff like that. And you get to see pictures of me and Dan. Uh, beyond that, uh, you can also find us uh, uh, in our email account at misspodcast.gmail.com. Stuff like this happens all the time. So if you want to get involved with any of the podcasts, yeah. you can do that. And how many stars on iTunes are we at? Five. Actually, six today. Six today, yeah. 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 Just for one day only. Uh, probably when this goes out, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Right. But, um, yeah, and also, uh, if you want to give any money to us, uh, either a one-off donation or a consistent donation, go to our Kofi or Patreon accounts. Because we do this for free, but yeah. it does cost us to... Yeah. Oh, a lot of money. Yeah. In fact, so, you know, usually a lot of podcasters are raking a mad dollar, but, we, you know, we're humble. Yeah. We're only making... Mine and my dollar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, obviously we do this for free, so no pressure if you don't want to put my money in, but it'd be great if you can help contribute. All right, Dan, shall we set some prophecies for episode 120? <laughs> I prophesize that by 120... This podcast will know. I prophesize, spoiler alert, that by episode 120, we won't be doing Greek myths anymore. We won't be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will be a different civilization and or religion. Yeah, uh, I thought you meant genuinely our society would be a different civilization. Okay, yeah. um, uh, Any other bits you want to throw in there? One of us will be married. Wow. I think Matt will be in a relationship by episode 120. Uh, He's going to be in a relationship by episode 61. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And this has been Nips. Bye. Myths.